Join us at the Community Cats podcast on May 17th from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time with Dr. Rachel Geller. She will be presenting her Surrender Prevention Workshop. As a surrender prevention specialist, your knowledge of cat behavior may be the difference between a cat losing her home and staying in her home. You will be able to get your certificate this season and take advantage of the interactive format, extensive handouts, and footage of actual techniques. Sign up today for a fee of $10 and become Surrender Prevention Certified. See you on May 17th. You've tuned in to the Community Cats Podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. And today we're speaking with Linda Malik. Linda grew up in Algeria and Denmark, a child of two cultures. Her mother had instilled in her from a young age, a love of nature and animals. Linda had raised and cared for many creatures, great and small, silkworms, tortoises, guinea pigs, parakeets, including a chicken born with deformed feet that couldn't sit on a perch. So she had made him a resting post out of a feeder where he would mingle and sleep next to the rest of his flock. And of course, there were cats that would somehow find their way to her. She remembers the harsh winters of Denmark, where her mother would take her to feed the neighborhood cats, whether they were her own or stray cats. Her mother loved all cats. And Linda loved ballet as much as she loved animals. She pursued her passion as a ballet dancer and worked for 12 years in Denmark until an injury put a stop to her career. All she knew was dance. So she decided to get an education in the United States and moved to San Francisco with her husband and two cats. She earned a BA and an MA in radio and television writing for the screen and has written several scripts and short stories. She became acquainted with Beth's best friends animal society when they relocated to Los Angeles. She volunteered with her husband to help mostly cats both here and at their sanctuary in Canab, Utah. In 2016, while living in Hollywood, the two of them rescued a sickly black kitten that had gotten stuck behind a pipe in a neighbor's garage. She was a tiny black cat, and they named her Willow. She soon became part of the family that was comprised of two other Hollywood feline rescues, Charlie and Mina. As a black cat parent, Linda was shocked to learn that people still think of black cats as bad luck. This leads them to not getting adopted and mistreated. She knew she had to make a change, so she decided to write Willow's Tales, her first children's picture book in a series with happy tales about her little black cat. She sees Willow's mission is to help change the narrative of centuries-old stigma that is hurting black cats and show them in a favorable light so children, parents, and communities will have a positive association. As Linda says, black cats are not Halloween props and they deserve to be loved and find their forever homes. She's ready to show the world more happy tales with Willow's second picture book, A Little Black Cat Goes Stargazing, and two short animations. Linda, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much, Stacy. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. So. so sounds like your mother loved cats. Did you absorb her passion for cats? Yeah, it was instilled in me at a very young age. So she always loved especially cats, but all animals and nature. So I was very young when I had my first cats and they would come to us somehow. They were stray cats and my mom would take care of them. And they, a couple of them started living with us. And um, 
I just, and I remember ever since I was very, very young, uh, the fascination of cats were, they were just those little magical creatures and you could never tell what they were going to do next. So yeah, I have a fascination of cats. Yeah. Wonderful. So tell me in a little bit greater detail, tell me how you discovered Willow and what did Willow do? How did you really discover the whole issue about black cats? Well, it started out on a very hot summer night in uh, Hollywood, and we lived just off Sunset Boulevard. So, uh, and a neighbor calls me over and says, "Hey, I can hear something squeaking in the garage," and and I'm like, "Okay, let's let's go down." And I brought my husband, and we are always helping each other in that neighborhood. All the neighbors are always looking out for each other, and so we heard this little squeak, 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 and it sounded like a bird. I didn't. So we were looking around all the old, it's like old Hollywood buildings that from the 1930s. So the garages are very small and and we tried to, they're like, they were in a row of garages and we would go from one to the other. Finally, we pinpointed the source of the of the sound and it was like from behind a pipe, um, basically a uh, washer dryer pipe. <laughs> My husband's tall, so he reaches his long arm behind the pipe and he's like, I, I feel something, there's something. He didn't know what it was. And he grabs it and out comes this little, little tiny kitten. And she had, her voice had gotten so hoarse from meowing. So she didn't sound anymore like a meow. It was more like a chirp. So he pulled her out. She was, she sound, looked like a little rat or a little bat. And so we just awed and oohed and everybody was like, oh my gosh. So the first thing was to take her to the to the emergency vet to see if she was okay. But we had looked around first, of course, for the mom to see if there were other kittens and we, there were no other kittens. There were, the mom was nowhere in sight. So so we thought, well, let's, let's take her to the emergency vet just to see if she's okay and she was dehydrated and hungry and, and and had lots of fleas and all that but but otherwise she was fine so with nowhere to go she ended up in our bathroom and that's where she lived uh for a few weeks until she was um because she she was less than a pound so she had to be introduced very very uh slowly to the other cats and also she wasn't healthy enough to to meet them and I didn't want my other cats to get sick. So she lived in the bathroom. <laughs> I would go there at night. Sometime I would sleep with her on the floor. Uh, it was just crazy, but we bonded very, very strongly there when I would take care of her. And and so I ended up with a third cat and she was black. And I was like, oh, she's the most adorable little thing. Oh my gosh, she looks like a little bat. And then uh, I I was, you know, talking to people. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to foster her and see if anybody was uh, uh, interested in adopting her because I had two other cats. But some people would get back to me and say, oh, you have a black cat. That was like, mm. you know, and that was the first time I've heard like a negative connotation. And because being I'm from Europe, I'm from Denmark and, and, and uh, there isn't that stigma with black cats uh, as strongly as it is. Um, actually, they're good luck. In, in Ireland, the, the, the black cats are, are good luck. So suddenly I was getting this vibe, oh, black cats. Mm. And so I I ended up keeping her because uh, I, I loved her so much, I couldn't give her up. But that's where I found out that there was actually 
people still believe in the, uh, how do you say, uh, superstitious tales that uh, black cats are evil, black cats are bad luck. And I was like, this is ridiculous. This is, this little being is the most magical creature. And she, she inspired me to write Willow's Tale. I wanted the world to see that little black cats are so much fun and they are, like I said, they're magical. They are little mini panthers. You never know where you can't find them at times. You know, being a black cat mom, I had to learn how to, she would disappear because if she would close her eyes and she was in a dark spot, I couldn't see her. So there was times where I would trip over her um, or sometimes where I would call for her and I, I thought she would be lost and she was just snoozing somewhere in a dark spot. I couldn't see her. Even my vet couldn't see her inside the carrier when we mm. brought her in. He was like, oh, my God, where is she? She was just snoozing. Mm. Her eyes was, were closed. Right. So she disappeared. But so this is this is how my little uh, Willow's Tale series uh, started as an inspiration. And, and because I want to show the world that black cats are special and they need to be to have the same kind of love as any other cat. So that's the start of Will's Tale. So there are quite a few folks out there. I am Mosho is a, a gentleman who is out on social media a lot. And um, he's a huge fan of supporting black cat adoptions. And I'm sure there are many others that are folks sort of trying to lead the charge and advocate. And we were yeah. mentioning too that on um, social media, there are uh, black cat sort of advocacy organizations yes. out there trying to advocate folks to adopt a black kitty before considering some of the other other options out there. Yeah. Um, I will go on the record and say I love black cats and I have had one in my life and he was a wonderful companion and mm. great yeah. great pet yeah. and I've had a whole variety of other colored cats too but I do have a soft spot for the black kitties for sure. You focused your book on children. It's a children's yes. book. So why focus on children, not just do a general like story for everybody about a black cat? Well, I I want to change the narrative of black cats. And you have to start to start um how do you say? Well, you have to start them young. In the young mind, this is where you learn hating somebody is something that you're taught, or you know, I mean, when a kid is small, they automatically love. They, they, they are not, but then, you know, they grow up and then suddenly you see a black cat and somebody says, oh, you know, it's bad luck. And then suddenly this is something that is, is instilled in that little young mind. So when you start out with children at a young age and they show black cats in a positive light, not as something scary or as a Halloween prop or um if you show them in a positive light, you, they will always have always have a positive association, which means that somewhere along the line, if they want to adopt a cat, they might say to their father or mother or whoever is in their family, "Hey, I would love a black cat." And and interestingly enough, uh, when I was at CatCon, which is in Los Angeles, one of the biggest um, cat is basically a Comic Con for cat people and it's everything 
uh, it's clothing for cat people. It's uh, all kinds of toys and and a small portion of it has uh, also um, adoptions going on. It's the it's the smaller. It's Best Friends Animal Society was there with their cat adoption, and I was there in with my booth uh, with Willow's Tail advocating the black cat and trying to show parents and say, "Hey, this is a cute cat. Look at her." And so they would look at the book. I had two animations done with um, with Willow as a little black cat uh, superstar. Uh, I can talk more about that later. But anyway, so I had parents coming with their little children and I would show them and, and I could see the smiles going on, on their faces. And I talked to a father and his six-year-old son. I said, hey, did you know that black cats actually do not get adopted? And it's actually, they are the, um, they have the highest kill rate in, in, in uh, shelters. And just because they're shown in a bad light, and this is what Willow's mission is, is to show that little black cats are actually adorable, fun, they're magical, and they need to be loved just as much as any other cat. So I was talking about that, and, and I showed him, and the little child was had a little smile, and they left, and I said, thank you for coming. And they came back a couple of hours later, and they said, we just adopted a little cat from the best friend's uh, animal society. I said, oh, wonderful. Thank you so much for doing that. And the, the little child said, well, and we adopted a little black cat. So I, I always had it. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, my words do have an effect. And uh, so there was this father and his son and, and they went and adopted a little black cat. So I felt that this was just, we can just do one cat at a time, one black cat at a time. But this was Willow's mission that, you know, just showed the best in humans. So I, I'm just trying to say that it was with such a positive feedback being at the cat, cat con show there and seeing their reactions. And, and most people said, you know, I really love black cats, but, but some of them were not even aware of the problem because they are cat loving people who come there. But then you have the young mites there and they're like suddenly, oh, yeah, if we are going to adopt a cat, dad, can I have a small black cat or mom? Can I have? So suddenly you have the awareness of why we're trying to get black cats adopted. So so it's a it's a very strong educational tool. If you if, like little stories about uh, fun stories, I don't want to be. How do you say uh, when you're like trying to force something down one's throat, you want to be, it just has to be a positive association, fun. If you're smiling about it, if you're having fun with it, with the character, most likely when you're going to to an adoption event, you most likely going to say, hey, that's a beautiful little black kitten. I'm, I want to take it home. So you'd also mentioned that part of the book or there was part in, when you were at, at that conference, you were involved with a project with some students. Do you want to share yes. that story? Yes, I'd love to. Um, so I have my books, but I also, I always had this dream of having Willow animated as a cartoon character. And I got uh, in contact with a producer who is working with a, a company called Brainstorm Productions. And they have basically a graduate program where adult animators on the autistic spectrum 
are either illustrating or uh, um, they are doing animations. And I had brought them my first book and I said, I would like this to be animated. I have written the scripts. I had written actually three scripts for short cartoons. And we, they loved it. And they said, this would be great for what we're looking for. So we, we collaborated on two short animations for Willow's Tale. And uh, she's going around the world. She's a she's shooting up in space. She's a cosmo <laughs> cosmo cat, uh, and she's uh, she's having a lot of fun. And she's going, uh, yeah, she's changing costumes. So right now, those two cartoons are actually um, they're running um, festivals, and they're doing really well. They're doing really well. We're getting a lot of uh, recognition. Uh, it's going to be also running on the Planet Classroom Network YouTube station. So, and and this is this is a collaboration between you know you see a little cat that's being stigmatized, and then you see the students of this graduate program for artistic animators. They are also being stigmatized. They are not being able to get the work that they so deserve because uh, of the stigma of. Our companies thinking, well, we, we perhaps we can't hire an autistic person or a neuro, neurodiverse person to do the job. They don't trust them because so it's, the, it's again, image thing. We have to change the image, the thinking, the narrative behind. Can we hire an autistic person to do the work? Yes, we can. Can we adopt a black cat to take it home? Yes, we can. So it's just we're changing the narrative. And here we are, two cartoons are right now in the, you know, going around. And they illustrated, Brainstorm Productions illustrated my second book, uh, Little Black Cat Goes Stargazing. They did the most beautiful illustrations. And she's uh, actually one of the uh, uh, illustrations shows her up at the Los Angeles Observatory. Uh, so... I'm very thrilled. I'm trying to use the LA landmarks uh, in my books and I got the permission from the observatory to use them. They did a beautiful job. Cats of the Wild is the podcast for cat lovers who want to make a difference. Listen to inspiring and engaging stories of wild cat conservation and learning how you can help protect cats all over the world. Search for Cats of the Wild in your favorite podcast app now. Do you want to make things easier on yourself and the others in your organization? Our friends at Dubert have teamed up with the Dallas Pets Alive and Spay-Neuter Network teams, and together they have created the Companion Case Management Module. It allows you to be more proactive with all your organization's needs, create cases for your clients, and organize them by type. Whether it is a rehoming situation, a pet parent needing food or medical assistance, or simply spay and neuter inquiries. CCM can help you manage all of them right from the Dubert system. Plus a huge bonus, it allows you to connect with those clients right from the case so there is no need to open up new windows for emails or pull out your phone for text messages. Check it out and learn more at www.dubert.com to get started today. Ever wanted to quickly connect, collaborate, or problem solve with others in the animal welfare field who are you know, real people look no further than Maddie's Pet Forum. Maddie's Pet Forum brings people of animal welfare together with the common goal to keep more people and pets together. We share ideas, expertise, offer each other support, resources, and more. Visit forum.maddiespetforum.org slash cats. Maddie's Pet Forum, come for an answer, stay for the community.
I know most folks are, are listening to this podcast, but if you could only see the, the, the love, the joy, the passion, the energy that Linda has for this story and for the project, I can, I'm seeing it and I'm feeling it coming through here on the screen. It's really Thank wonderful you. to see that you are just so happily engaged and involved in this campaign. So I have to ask, what's next for Willow? Willow's going to go on a series of adventures. I want her to, she's going to have a series of books. So I just um, launched the second book. She goes stargazing. She makes a friend there. So the next book in the series, she is going to be with her friend. It's a crow, another little black animal that doesn't have the best of reputation either. But those two are going to form a friendship and together they're going to go on a quest and they're going to make a movie together. That's the next uh, book in the series. And uh, I am also going to uh, have at least one or two new uh, short cartoons uh, that'll be in the latter end of the year. So I'm going to be uh, working again with uh, Brainstorm Productions and, and, and we're going to see how we can continue our uh, collaboration. And we had actually a great uh, couple of weeks ago, we went to the Rock Autism concert where we were supporting and collaborating. Uh, I, I brought Willow's Tail and it had little black cats um, I had a logo that said black cats rock autism because I, I, I love I mean, black cats are little rock stars. I have to say they look so cool. So I had this thing, this T-shirt where it said black cats rock autism. And I thought, yeah, that is Willow. She is rocking autism. And she's a, she's a little rock star. It's like all the little black cats. So, yeah. Wonderful. Linda, where can people find out more about Willow's tale, about various books and find out more about the work that mm -hmm. you're doing? Yes, yeah, so we have our, our website at willowstail.com and Instagram is where we have her. Uh, she's at, uh, if you do Instagram, at willowstail. Uh, it's T-A-L-E at the end. <laughs> and you can find out more about her. We are uh, starting to have some, some events coming up. And so I'm working on getting uh, and uh, updated getting those events updated on the website and as well uh, on Instagram. Uh, so what's really fascinating right now and exciting are all the festivals that um, are coming back to us with, um, uh, we've gotten honors and uh, mentions, honorable mentions. So uh, I think she is right now, we are launching her on a world tour, <laughs> a little world tour, but uh it's it's basically growing attention and growing uh i'm growing yeah the awareness about willow and her mission that's what i'm doing now but uh, yes please check in uh, on our website at willowstail.com and then uh if you want to be on instagram at willowstail linda is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today well if you do go to uh, an adoption event please consider a black cat Linda, I'd like to thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast, and I hope we'll have you on again in the future. I would love to. I would love to bring uh, more tales, uh, my little crazy black cat. And yeah, we want to take over the world. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes, I'd love to be your guest. And thank you so much for having me here. And uh, I, I want to wish you a good day. 
That's it for this week. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We love to hear what you think, and a five-star review really helps others find the show. You can also join the conversation with listeners, cat caretakers, and me on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Thanks for listening, and thank you for everything that you do to help create a safe and healthy world for cats.